What's up, guys? Welcome to Wedding Pros. My name is Jared, and today we're coming to you from Las Vegas, uh, WPPI, and we have a very special guest on the podcast, Daniel Kudish from Montreal, Canada. Uh, if you don't know Daniel, if you haven't heard of him before, he runs a great company called The Image Salon, which yeah. is retouching and outsourcing for photo editing. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's great. You guys, this setup is way more professional than what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were just going to hang on a podcast. Yeah, I real play. I was like, oh, this, this is real. Cool. I mean, yeah. probably one of our biggest passions besides photo and video is uh, hotel uh, lifestyle. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we, actually, I, I think hotels are one of my favorite things in the world. So you know what? I love hotels. Me like, too. I just, you arrive and you don't have to like worry about cooking, cleaning, anything. Yeah. You it's just, my favorite. Like, it's so peaceful. This, this is just it. a little, like, I hate, I hate Airbnbs. <laughs> like, just, I hate Airbnbs. I just love hotels. Like, I just yeah. love exactly what you said. Like, I don't yeah. have to, I call a person, hey, there's trash, please pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I just love, like, yeah. this, like, a trip is stressful. Mm-hmm. When you're staying at the place, I don't want it to be stressful yeah. or awkward or anything. At the same time, though, like value and especially if you're trying with family, Airbnb is the way to go. I totally yeah. get I, it. I love Airbnb for certain things, but like right now, it's just my wife and I, and like just want to chill. Like yeah. hotel room is like yeah. the way to go. I'm totally willing to do it. I'm not too good to do it, but I wish I didn't ever have to. I, That's all I'm saying. I always tell my wife, I'm like, a hotel is the only place where I can feel like James Bond. Yeah, it's like I like to walk in and someone to be like, "Sir, can we grab your bags?" I'm like, "Ah." By the way, yes, this feels amazing. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned this. We're at the um, Delano in Las Vegas and it's like an incredible hotel. It is a very nice like, hotel. Like it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like a five-star hotel inside of a casino, not a five-star yeah. hotel with a casino. That's right. Yeah. It's just like it's yeah. so tranquil and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been really great. So thanks yeah. for having us. This is Delano. this is our first time first time to Vegas and I think I was just like I really don't know what to expect at all. I expect to be exhausted because it's just like we have so much to do. But uh, but being here, I'm like, this is actually like really, it's like an oasis. It's like actually, I love Vegas. Like you, if yeah. you take it at face value, like you don't think sure. about too much like how weird of a place it is. Yeah. <laughs> Very and weird. you just like enjoy it. Yeah. It's a really great place. Yeah. We yeah. took a little stroll down the strip <laughs> last night and it was actually. A lot stroll. Yeah, a lot stroll. <laughs> a lot stroll down. We down went the all the way down like to the very end. Oh, yeah. wow. And That's amazing. And it was, it was actually awesome. way nicer than I thought. I thought it, there would be, like, kind of that. You expect it, like, going down the and being, trash like, blowing down like, the road you know, and, the yeah. people. But I was like, this is way nicer than I thought I mean, it was going to be. It's one of the number one entertainment cities in America, yeah. you know, and that's not by accident. So Totally. So let's talk a little bit about you, Daniel. Um, sure. So you got started um, as a creative. Yeah. As a photographer, so yeah. and then you transitioned um, over time, I'm assuming, yeah. and and now you're just doing full time, you know, retouching. And, That's right. And all and, and calling and all that stuff for yeah. other photographers. Kind of, how did that journey go? Like, when did you just like, oh no, I'm gonna move fully into this other thing? Uh, so we started the Image Salon in 2014, so a little over five years ago. And at the time, we ourselves were looking for a place to outsource our work. And we tried, you know, a few companies out there. And no one asked us about our preferences. They just made samples. And we got it back. And it wasn't the way that we wanted to do it. And so that, that's, like, the main part of the equation. The other part is that Davina and I were educating quite a bit in the industry. And post-production was really one of our strong, uh, strong suits. 
so some photographers reached out to us and asked if we could, you know, help them with their post-production. And with our frustration, we we're like, if we're going to do it, we're going to assign an editor to the photographer so they have a, you know, close relationship and they can really match the style to the photographer, unlike what we just experienced. And so that's kind of how we, you know, started yeah. So, the idea and the business. So, so talk about that now, because I think that's probably a question that a lot of photographers yeah. have out there, probably listen to the podcast, is like, yeah, maybe they've worked with a person in the past or whatever. Mm -hmm. so, so say I'm a photographer and I need some help with my post-production. Yeah. I reach out to you guys. Yeah. Do I get assigned my own <clears throat> editor that yeah. I have a relationship with yeah. that we can kind of build my specific that's look? Right. Yeah, so most of our clients have a profile set up with us. We offer express options as well, where yep. you don't work with your own editor if you just want something clean and quick. Uh, but over 80% of our clients have a profile set up. Yep. Uh, so once they open an account, they'll schedule an onboarding call. It's about 30, 45 minutes uh, over a screen share. We'll ask them a lot of questions, see how they edit their photos, prepare samples for them at the same time, uh, basically set up their profile. And then they place their first order. We introduce them to their editor or retoucher, depending on the service they want. And uh, off they go. So today, like, we have some uh, photographers have been working with their editor for four or five years now. So the, the wow. relationships are, are real. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's really fascinating because, you know, you look at that part of the industry and it's really thriving. Uh, it's growing. There's probably... There's a lot of, um, you know, editing studios like... That's right. Like you guys and probably ranging in quality and, mm -hmm. and value. Yeah. But... Um, but it, but but the, no matter what, there's a huge demand for this, you know. There is. And why do you think if somebody's like thinking, oh, it would save me time, but I don't want to let go of that creative control, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not comfortable. Oh, I feel like I'm ripping my clients off sure. by not doing it myself. Kind of talk that person out of yeah. that and into what you guys are doing yeah. over it. Well, studio. we encourage those people to do, it. and we were like this too. Like, while we, so we finished shooting last year, but while we were shooting and outsourcing as well, we kind of experienced that same thing. What we tell photographers, or what we encourage them to do, is keep your favorite images. Be 20, 30, 50, 100 images, whatever that number is, mm -hmm. take those. You're going to enjoy editing them because they're your favorite ones and it's like one at a time and, you know, you put your artistic touch on it. But the other five, 500 to 1,000, like, you're going to go crazy and you're going to fall in love with, you know, that shoot and you're not going to want to edit every single image. And your clients, they don't know any different, right? If it's you who edited them or someone else, as long as it looks, you well, know, Well, and brand. it's not a disservice to the client because, no, no, no. like, we have employees mm -hmm. that edit yeah. our films. Sure. And I don't edit the film, yeah. but I approve the edit. Totally. And so I, it's yeah. really, here's what I love about your business model. And I'm probably like, I love the question you asked Jared because it's like, it's really a partnership. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think of, you know, a ton of different people that could use your service. Like there's probably a range of different mm -hmm. types of, yes. of people yeah. out there. Um, I think it's, pretty important because usually I can imagine there's a certain person that's like, I need these photos edited. Like I'm getting really backed up Yep. now, like October, November, oh, yeah. you're like, shoot, like that's when like we get the emails, 18 weddings, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, you know, I might send an email over to image salon. Yeah. And at that point I don't have a relationship with you guys. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can only imagine like hat starting that relationship early before yeah. you get to that point. Yeah. And like, we talked a little bit about it before. Like, if you're a creative and you want to have a very successful business, you should you should be expecting right. to hire someone yeah. to outsource at some point. Mm -hmm. 
So like starting a relationship with the image line yeah. early that's a, is probably a pretty yeah. great idea. That's a great point. Like yeah. now the winter, like when you're shooting less, that's yeah. the best time to sign up and get started. And so that when you're starting to shoot in April, May or June, whenever the season starts, you're ready to go and you kind of mm-hmm. get into a flow, you know, of yeah. you send one shoot, goes well, second, three, four, five, and yeah. come October, you're not backed up and yeah. you just go through your season and that's it. I can say from experience with working with employees that, which I think to some people feels more pure mm-hmm. than working with a company yeah. that you're paying for. And, yeah. I, and I would say like, it's no different. Like no. every employee yeah. that we have will do it not the way I want it right away. Uh-huh. And then over time it gets Absolutely. better and better and better and better. Yeah. And so it's just like uh, my communication skills, all that stuff need to improve, of yeah. course. But at the end of the day, so so how do how do people like talk about helping someone define their style and, mm-hmm. and like what that relationship looks like? Because if somebody like for, I know for some of the people listening, photographers like this idea of like partnering with someone yeah. to create not just get work done yeah. not just do retouching not just mm-hmm. but ultimately like you're really partnering i mean the is this part, how you you're guys part of the brand it? yeah for yeah. sure absolutely some clients come to us they've been doing they've been editing a certain way for the last many, however many years they know exactly what to do and they pass on the information that's great like it works super well like can't deny it yeah. but some other photographers either they're a little bit newer so they haven't fully developed their style or they're going through a transition mm-hmm. Um, and so they come to us and they really need help defining that style. And so we'll ask them for inspiration, we'll ask them what they like, what they don't like, and, you know, provide different types of samples and keep fine tuning. You know, obviously if the photographer can't make their decision that like, eh, I like this, I don't like this, like if they're undecisive, it's, it might not work super yeah. well for oh outsourcing, <laughs> but, but for the most part, you know, we can find a place like we've edited over 20 million photos today. Like we've seen it all and like, we yeah. know how to achieve, like you show us a photo, we know how to achieve it. Yeah. I would say, like, out of all the things that I do well and don't do well, I would say photo editing, I do perfectly fine. I'm not a great photo editor. So, like, working with somebody who's, like, does it 40 hours a week. You you know what you like, but you don't always know how to do it. Yeah, it's like, you know, this is what I want. I want it to feel more, a ton of people out there want to feel more light and airy. I want to feel dark and moody, whatever it is. Um, You know, I want my contrast to be more... You know, but but finding something that actually works, I feel like I have an image in my head a lot of right. times, and it's just like I can't quite get mm. it to look like film. For yeah. goodness' sakes, like right. how do I actually make this look like real? And film? there's so many parameters that go into achieving the right yeah. look. You know, and totally. like Lightroom, just all the panels. It's over a hundred different yeah. settings that you can yeah. adjust, and you do one, and it affects the other, and like, yep. like you know. Yep. So it's, it's just like anything else. Like you have to be an expert in yep. it to really, you know, know how to achieve the results. Totally. You know what I've noticed? We we talk about this on the other side, like about photographer or sorry, filmmakers not knowing how to pose, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't start posing. They right. start they're usually a camera op somewhere, That's right? right? But the 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 posing at the end of the process, it's actually easier for filmmakers so to hand off things mm-hmm. because they're used to working in teams and they're used to specializing right. and like it's very normal for them mm-hmm. to not do everything. Yeah. Photographers, photographers are solo. They're yeah. solo. Totally. Like they have like, there's ego attached to it. Mm-hmm. There's cl- like clout and like all these stigmas, but then there's also yeah. like <clears throat> habits. They've just never done it, right? Yeah. I just see that all the time, and it's so interesting to me. Like that, like on the front end, it, it's a strength. I think yeah. like the fact that you know everything and do everything, it, it means that like I think photographers can much more easily create and define a really interesting style. Yeah. 
and yet, but on the tail end, in terms of a business strategy, like I think it actually becomes a weakness when you mm. have um, irreplaceable person syndrome. Yeah. And it's like only totally. everything has to go through one person. Mm. It's like, so scale is really important to us mm-hmm. as a business. We, we shoot about uh, 120 weddings a year. Mm-hmm. And scale is really important to yeah. us. We don't think about anything yeah. until we think, can it scale? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we encourage the photography community to create great art, mm-hmm. personal art, like that you stand behind? I'm not saying everyone should run a big studio yeah. and do all this, but at the same time, have an eye on scale. No. How do they do? <laughs> how do we do this? How do we change the world? <laughs> That's the question, right? <laughs> I mean, if I can be super honest, I think there are so many photographers. It's impossible to, for all the entire industry to do that. Yeah, I think sure. the ones who are able to do it and who ha- will have that mindset are the ones who are going to stand out mm-hmm. in time. Yeah. I, I think so, too. And I think, I mean, the good thing about a marketplace is, like, there's always someone willing to pay a lot of money for the best. Mm-hmm. So if you're the best... You, yeah. you can do whatever you want, pretty much, as long as you're the best. Yeah. Um, and there's, but there's also always someone willing to pay, yeah. get a good price mm-hmm. for not the best. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you well, can make money yeah. on all of that, right? So I mean, it, once you, you know, you define your art, okay, it's it's good, but it's not the best, and you know, I'm happy with that, and that's what I want to scale. Then focus on other parts of the business that will allow you to scale customer service number one thing you know it's yeah. if you provide excellent customer service your, your clients are going to refer you and they're going to have good experiences and they're going to talk about that yeah. the value of the experience itself is so important and i think in many cases it can go further than the art itself yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just funny like most photographers i don't know a single photographer who wants to edit more you know, right. I, I know a lot of photographers who are like, I want to edit way less. Like, right. I don't know any photographers that are like, if only I could just have someone else shoot for me and I could do yeah. the editing. To take all these darn photos. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You're talking to me and, you know, the, que- the your statement said it is sort of yeah. assumes that I'm the one editing, but I, I don't actually edit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the equivalent of a photographer who, you know, needs to outsource. Yeah. I don't outsource because we have employees, yeah. but I don't. I don't manage the cues. I don't do yeah. the editing. I work on the business and yeah. I grow it. And yes, it's a, it's a big operation, but you know it can apply to a photographer who's trying to get their business, you know, yeah. to scale. Like you should think as a business owner and as a CEO and focus on scaling and growing the business, yeah. not operating it. I just think I always want to do more the thing that I'm really good at, yeah. and that's oh, working totally. with people and like shooting. And if yeah. I can essentially fire myself like everything that we do is like i want to fire myself from like we just uh, hired an office admin this year and she is like every time we hire just a great yeah we took way too many years to hire (laughs) don't make that mistake but like we're at the point now where it's like oh such a relief like i love these people and when you find the right people and it's just a good fit like it feels so good totally it's it's a relief like and you just see so many people that are like I want to spend more time with my family and make more money. How yeah. can I do that? A lot of times, like people are like, well, charge more. The obvious answer is yeah. charge more. Yeah. We're always like, do more work and find better people to work with. That's right. Because then you can make more money, yeah. scale, yeah. and then also spend and, more time with your and kids. And both are super valid ideas. If you're charging 15 grand a wedding and mm-hmm. you're working 20 weddings and you're outsourcing it all and you're traveling in a boat all the rest of the other time, <laughs> 
great. All those Invite me along, by the way. Photographers on yachts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> yeah. like, whatever you want to do, like that's awesome. Um, that's probably not most people. Probably not most people are yeah. going to have the context to even do that. Right. But like, you know, the other thing you can do is you can really grow a brand. And what, actually, I was going to say this. I love your branding. Thank you. It's really beautiful, and I think it tells a story about what the experience is going to be like, right? It's tactile. Mm -hmm. It's um, a classic. It's not digital feeling at all, and I think that's – I'm assuming that's intentional, right? Yeah. I I, I mean, it's – started sort of as a you know basic concept like we like the whole you know hands and like being like having a tailored approach that's kind of how we approached it uh but over time it has developed just because that's that was like always the core value of the business was having this like very personal high touch approach Mm -hmm. and i think it has you know transpired into like all of our branding and our presentation like we're very consistent with that message um talk talk a little bit i'm gonna sound like a, a wedding client but what's turnaround time look like yeah, sure. for you guys because i'm sure people at home are like yeah, yeah but it's gonna take four months or no, whatever no. Talk, talk to me about that uh, so in most cases it's actually faster than you know the photographer will do it themselves yeah, i believe you uh so for a lightroom toning uh if you have a profile it's five to ten business days okay. which is a little bit longer than most of our competition yep. but it's because the editor has you know 12 to 15 clients that they need to manage mm-hmm. And if everybody sends orders at the same time, then it can take, you know, take up to the 10 business days. Uh, The question that a lot of viewers are probably wondering, what if I have 80 weddings a year? How do you guys handle that? So we'll often assign multiple editors to the same account. They work together, make sure things are consistent and keep the turnaround still within the 10 business days. Are you in your charging per image? We charge per image. There are no monthly fees. There's no minimum commitment. There's no, there's no fees. You just pay by the image. Yeah. We always believed in like keeping things simple and transparent and not trying to screw over anybody with anything. Like it's, if you want to send us 10 images a year, we don't love it, but, <laughs> I was gonna say, but we'll do it. I'll send you, know? you one fun. image a month. <laughs> we have some clients And then I'll it. keep going, Mike. Yeah. It's not quite there. Yeah, we have a few clients, you know, they send us five images yeah. like per wedding just because they want us to put that, those touches. Yeah, on. that's fine. So I, I have an interesting story that Jay is going to laugh at. So if I have a client who's like, this photo is not straight, and I want kind of more advanced photoshopping done. Oh <laughs> yeah, is that something that yeah? So last year we last yeah. year we launched a Photoshop retouching service. Cool. And to cool. answer your turnaround question, on Photoshop retouching is twenty four hours okay. turnaround, so that's really quick. Yeah, and so within that realm, we offer either a few express options. So if you know exactly what needs to be done, it fits our predetermined selections. Mm-hmm. It varies from two to five dollars. Or we can set up a profile for you. Awesome. It doesn't need to be more expensive. We'll just set a custom price for you with a specific list of items that we look for. That's awesome. And you yeah. get charged the same price. So you know those ridiculous clients that will ask for impossible things with Photoshop? <laughs> sure. Um, Familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I liked my what? I, I, this was on video, so it's even more impossible. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that the sky was... Uh, yeah. Gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you make it blue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can you make it blue? Or like, yeah. the sky was gray. It was totally yeah. overcast. This yeah. is like the most photographer, videographer story. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> Everybody's had done. that person. Totally. Can you make me 40 pounds yeah. lighter? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that, that's not yeah. on the table. Honestly, yeah. if it's within the realm of possibilities, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. If it's not possible, we say no. Yeah. And there's a lot of power to saying no to things. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I love saying no. <laughs> me too. It's, yeah. it's a very powerful feeling oh yeah. yeah i think even just saying like actually that's impossible yeah 
like I could not do it. It's it's not that I will not do it. It's yeah. I can't do it. Um, do you ever feel like um, like <clears throat> if there was one thing you wanted to let photographers know about their their shooting that would make their editing better, what mm-hmm. would you tell them? Um, I think just mastering lighting and composition and how to photograph moments. Once you get those elements really working together, then post-production is there to enhance, you know, the final results. It's not going to save an image that wasn't shot well. Uh, So, you know, if you're having trouble achieving the results that you want to see, I think learning more about how to take the photo as opposed to how to make it look a certain way in post-production. I have a sense, and I don't know if this is at all true, but maybe because actually you would know, and maybe you can even tell me. I have a sense that like in the last five years, mm-hmm. that photographers um, have become way more technically sound because of the mm-hmm. wealth of yeah. just free good content. Like, is tech, that tech, true? Technical, yes. Technically, yes. But when it comes to understanding light, which is technical, but also you know, well, light's artistic. kind of like organic. Yeah, it's like exactly. a thing that lives and breathes yeah. and and so yeah i, I think that yeah. the purely technical is like learning how to use the camera which i agree there's a lot more knowledge out there and cameras are, are more advanced so they help you a lot, out a yes. lot more but knowing how to work in different lighting conditions and how to adjust very quickly which is really yeah. the tricky part about weddings yeah. is you'll go from like a dark corner and then the next minute you're like in bright sunlight totally. and you don't want to miss moments like bright could be hugging her dad like in the kitchen where it's like i so 2000 and then she steps out in the balcony to go into the limo and it's you know ISO 50 and you're like you have to know how to go from that to that in a matter of a few seconds yeah. and that's where things get really tricky I, I want to take this conversation take a total left turn please uh what do you think of the other solution or alternatives to photoshop and lightroom that are out there right now have you have you do- dove into that world at all like Capture One or yeah. something along we, those lines. Yeah, we've tried Capture One and it's always on our radar sure. as potentially implementing. Is again, is it worth? Is it going to scale? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if and we getting the whole team, yeah, if we're going to spend like hundreds like of hours like learning the software and you know creating workflows so that yeah. we're efficient, yeah, are we going to be able to scale it and is it going to be worth it? Sure. And we're kind of exploring that. Uh, capture One is definitely like the closest second. Yeah, yeah. seems uh, to be it. Seems to be other trendy. ones were not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we we always have our eye out, you know, on technology. So you, you guys don't do don't use Aperture. Is that still around? <laughs> paint? <No> paint? <laughs> okay, so yeah. I'm, I kind of loved Aperture. Yeah, I liked it too briefly when it came out, like yeah, 2002 like, or something. Yeah, back in the olden days and when they got yeah. rid of it, because it just did certain things that yeah. like were super easy. Yeah. Like we would sometimes just, like if a client didn't want to pay any money for a, a book, we just order a book Yeah. right from there. I was like, that's awesome yeah. feature. Um, but yeah, it's gone. Rest in peace. You know what's <laughs> funny is I'll still see people in groups be like, ah, I love Aperture. I miss yeah. it. Out of nowhere, I'll just see a random yeah. person talk about how much they yeah. like Aperture. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Adobe's, you know, were it has its issues. Like, like let's not. I just know, don't get the it. complaints, though. I'm like, come on, it's software. It it's all such breaks. a powerful software, honestly. Yeah. Like, it can do so much, and you can build workflows to go so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you can get behind the scenes too, and do even yeah. more if you want. You can yeah. like, you can even get into like the actual like script yeah, in the, the SDK thing and change like, it all and like totally. if you know what you're doing um and i actually really love the direction i don't it's not great yet and it's i don't know if it's ever gonna be for like pros with high volume but like mm. the idea of that they're doing with the cc version mm-hmm. that it's like <clears throat> this cloud-based yeah. idea 
Yeah. I'll give it. I don't like that they're trying to make so much money off of me with it. It's just, <laughs> well, it's like ridiculously unscalable. Like the cost of their storage is so out of whack with the market. Okay. Like if you want to like, if you're like, oh, I'm out of space. It's like one terabyte. You got to pay them like a hundred dollars more for a normal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can go to four ninety nine by that right. on Google Drive. Like, mm-hmm. But that being said, the idea of having all your images, yeah. uh, like you can just be on the fly and be like, oh, yeah. I'm going to edit these images. And you right. just edit the same exact raw on your phone. Yeah. I use it for like personal stuff. Yeah, I'll too. load it on the computer, back it up to our drive or servers, whatever, mm-hmm. but then pick out the images I want to edit, throw them into Lightroom CC, and then on my iPad on the go. Yeah. So. I hope that they... Ex- I hope that they do figure out the cost of that storage because it's a real pain. And, like, you fill up your storage. You can't, like, find how to delete it off yeah. your computer but not delete it. Like Seems like an easy problem to solve. Yeah, yeah I hope they figure like that out. Let us in there for Yeah. I, the I, the I, customer like, service side seems like a very long and hard road that they have to Yeah. <laughs> well, but out. it's, like, this idea That's of, like... complaint, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Adobe thing. <laughs> I think the idea, though, of, like... Like, I'm a, I love the... I, I just love storage. I don't know yeah. why. Like I'm always he like he does love storage. Your videographer, and yeah, that's, honestly, <laughs> well, it just, terabyte the true nerd. It's, it's what it lets. Oh it's what it lets me do. Yeah, it's like what it does for my life. How right. much happier it makes me when everything just works. Yes, like when I'm like clicking on, it's, it's very like satisfying, and it's like spinning up, and I have to let the yeah. thing render. It's just like all that stuff. But when you have a good workflow and things oh. are backed up, and you're like, even if my house burns down, like yes. I'll know I have my. It's stuff. so zen. It's very satisfying. It's so zen, and I think the idea of like where we're headed with cloud computing. Yeah. and where we're headed with cloud storage and that integration across every platform and your phone being your computer and your computer being your tablet. It's like, that's where we're all headed. Absolutely. That's where it's all going to yeah. be. Like, it could be to the point where, like, literally you're sharing a library with your editor yeah. and you can go into the exact same library and do edits totally. at the same time. It's like, yeah. that's where we're all headed. Like, I, my point is only to say a service like yours is going to become even more personal yeah. the more technology develops because yeah. it's like, Remote office, whatever. Yeah. It's, the, mm-hmm. it's you're sharing the same yeah. desk with this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, we see it in the photo industry, like or even in the wedding industry. You know, the, the there's a need for unification of all the platforms, and 100 percent the industry is heading there. Yeah, it's gonna. Be, I I for one welcome our computer overlords. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. It, it needs to live in harmony with you know the the human side. Mm-hmm. I think. We don't need robots to take over, but I think it can be in unison. They need to be my they, my robot servants, is what I should say. <laughs> like because I need like, but it is. It's like this idea of like, um, the more I understand technology, the less I spend with technology. Sure. Like we just got uh, a Mac Pro, uh-huh. the cheese grater for yeah. our office, and it's for one particular workflow. Yeah. Uh, that was really problematic. Mm-hmm. It, it was really ruining the creativity. It, wouldn't function, it would yeah. crash, and I'm like, we need to just yeah. invest. Throw money at the problem. We yep. need to throw money That's at the it. problem, and then the That's problem it. went away, and yeah. then I and then I started creating good art again. Yeah, and it's like, good technology. You know, it's good when you don't remember that you're using it. Yeah. Right, and it's like that's what it's we're looking true. for, and I think. Probably same with the service like yours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Once it's part of your workflow and you don't think about it, you're like, a shot a wedding, call it, yeah. send it off, get it back, deliver it. And like, once yep. you stop thinking about it, then that's yeah. you're just when like, it gets look, really beautiful. You're like, look at these photos I did. Yeah. You don't go like, look at these photos that... I spent 40 hours editing. Or yeah. even <laughs> yeah. that the image salon did. Yeah. It's like, I think that that's what you're hoping for. And like, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm not happy, obviously we... 
um, and I'll be full disclosure, we don't use the image salon, um, it, not because we have, it, we just don't do enough photo weddings, but we're definitely looking for that, so we'll be calling you guys. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, I know their reputation, the, yeah. um, and it precedes them, and I know their work, and I know some other people that use them, mm -hmm. and I think at the end of the day, like, there's this sense of, like, team mm -hmm. that I see. Yeah. And it's like, I see it from your brand, and I see it from yeah. the what we, you're delivering. We try to show like the human side of the office too, mm -hmm. because that relationship is so important. Oh, so yeah. we put a lot of emphasis on showing the people, you know, who are working on the images yeah. and how we run our business and try to be transparent and tell our story. Yeah. Throughout. Cause I can see photographers kind of having this disconnect with like, I'm totally willing to hire a second shooter because I actually see that person yeah. and I can talk to them mm -hmm. about the wife and kids, but like outsourcing, it's almost like outsourcing to, India or yeah. Ukraine or whatever, yeah. it doesn't have that same kind of personal thing. So I think yeah. there's like this wall that people have to get over. But it's like seeing that personal yeah. side, knowing that Joe is that's editing right. my photos, I yeah. think that's great. Like yeah. that makes it feel that much better. I think that's, I mean, it's that's human nature. Like yeah. we want to connect, you know, and yep. it carries over into business. Yep. You know, it's way easier to work with someone once yep. you have a connection. Yep. Can I ask a question yeah. that... At the risk of, like, I don't know. I don't want you to unpitch your company. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm an open book. I'll say nothing. So here's the thing that I always think about. We talk about this with video editing all the time. We say, like, you can't be a good editor if you don't shoot, and you can't be a good shooter if you don't edit your footage. Mm -hmm. Do you think, because I've seen this sometimes, where I'm like, this person doesn't even know their stuff anymore mm -hmm. because they just literally, they don't pay, they, they, they just don't even give a crap. They just yeah. show up, shoot, and, and they mm -hmm. just sit they, it's, it's just, they're so disconnected from what yeah. they're doing. Do you think people can reach that point? And how does like, how do you come, how do you take like a service like yours, which I think is essential and needed, mm -hmm. but also not lose your touch, yeah. not lose your edge, not lose your passion and not lose even like vision for your yeah. look. Mm -hmm. Cause you, you just, uh, you know, it's going to be good yeah. and you, you're not even yeah. willing to tinker anymore. Yeah. Uh, it kind of goes back to my other answer, which is, you know, take your favorite images from each wedding and spend time with those. And you know, it, it'll keep you refining your style and as much for post-production as it, the photography itself. Yeah. Uh, or outsource every other wedding, don't outsource every single one. Or if you're just starting, honestly, like photographers who's like in their first, second year of shooting, you might not be ready for outsourcing yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Unless you're really lost and really don't know what you're doing and you need help, we'll help you. But I think there's a lot of value to actually spending time with your images and learning. And also as you edit them and as you call them, like you learn from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. and well, I that's think the a, biggest uh, thing that we always say. I think it's like a, a very important part of the process as a photographer is to... To see your mistakes and you know know how to fix them, and then you, and then you can actually have an appreciation for totally. what you're doing too, because you're like, oh my gosh, they fix so many of my problems, they make my life so much easier. It's like, yeah, yeah you don't want to get complacent about yeah. your photography. I, I see you guys on the same level of like, we we just got a, a great lawyer and a great accountant yeah. in the last oh two years, yeah. and I'm like, when you just even totally. when you're running your own business. You want to add these team members that just make yeah. your life so much easier so you yeah. can scale. Like, Our team is just out of this world. Like, yeah. They run this business. Like, I'm just here talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're the ones who are running it. And yeah. like, yeah, when you find like the right position for the right people, we have, you know, some of our management or support staff, they started as editors. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just wasn't like the right fit. But once we found the right fit in the company for them, like it just, you can see like how much better it is for everybody. And I think it's really important, like, that you guys were not only are you editors, but you were 
practitioners, and you were successful, too. You weren't just like, I suck at running a wedding business. and (laughs) I'm just going to edit. So I'm going to edit now. And I I do think, like, I've always assumed, like, maybe I'm just cynical. I am cynical. But, like, I'll hear people, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy's running an edit house because he sucked at shooting photos and couldn't make any money as a terrible business person. And that was not true about you. So you can really understand, I think, where, like, because obviously you're the leader, you're one of the leaders, mm-hmm. you're setting the culture, right? Yeah. So I want to ask you about that as we kind of come to an end. Like, you're running a business. Mm-hmm. There are people here who are running anything from one employee to large teams. Yeah. You know, how does a leader set culture in a creative business? Yeah. Um, I don't think... Even just how you, how do you set culture? Yeah. Honestly, it's very unintentional. Like nothing is should be forced. Uh, we try to be kind and fair in everything that we do in business with our clients, with our team, both when we're wedding photographers and now at the image salon. And yeah, as long as we're true to ourselves and who we are as humans, then it just kind of flows naturally. And it takes time. Like you can't just be like overnight. Like okay. I want to have an we're office gonna be, that's like this. Yeah, we're going to be this kind of business starting today. Like, it just doesn't work that way, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. if you want to make a change, like, it needs to kind of flow slowly, and it'll take time for things to get implemented. And you're looking for team members, though, that fit your identity, right? Yeah. That fit into that culture. Part. And, like, what that means, I think, takes time to define, right? Because mm-hmm. if you start out, you might say, like, oh, I want people that are like this. Mm-hmm. And down the line, you're like, mm. Yeah. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. What I actually enjoyed about the culture was this. And yeah. so, <clears throat> I mean, I think if you've ever run teams and you're looking at because we talk about teams a lot and we talk about like having a process that's um, not looking for so much types of people, mm-hmm. but looking for just the character traits yeah. that are more universal. Yeah. Like, are they hard working? Yeah. Do they treat people with yeah. respect? We want to work with good people like Life is too short to spend a lot of time with assholes. <laughs> yeah, totally. it makes such a difference. It's so funny that we were talking about this because last night I was having dinner with the four people you know who are here. That's for the show, and we're just sitting around. We're like, there are no assholes at the studio. Like we're totally asshole free. We just, like, everybody is great, you know. And that's kind of like that that bit of culture. Like we've done it not on purpose. Like it's very natural, uh, but it's all good people, and it makes a big difference. Well, it's a, it's almost like. When you just have good people, you almost just reject and push out yeah. the a hole. Like it's just yeah. like they don't fit here. Like, and a lot of times, like we've had people work with us that I wouldn't even categorize as like the a hole, but like you know they're just not a good fit, yeah. and they just naturally kind of like move on totally. or fall they away, grow and out. Like, yeah, yeah, they they go on to do their own thing, and that's great. But like, yeah. like you said, you have to have that kind of defined over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. That's important. You know, it is find so important. your values early. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say to um, th- as your team grows, at first, I think more and more and more, it's kind of the wild west. Mm-hmm. It's just, Absolutely. I think, actually important. Yeah. To have starting a business is scrappy. You oh, know, yeah. like it's yeah. it's a lot. But once you get things going and you understand your business and what you're trying to achieve, like now, like impl- doing new projects or implementing new things, it's 
it's almost easy because we just like know how we function and what works and what doesn't. And that brings us back to editing. Yeah. Which is, I think, the same exact thing, yeah. right? You start out, you suck, it's you don't a, know what you're doing. Yeah. It's basically stepia or something, yeah. right? And you're just like, maybe this is cool. Maybe yeah. this is cool. You yeah. don't know what you're doing. And it's like, so I just want to say, like, if you're listening to this, that's where you are. Um, my encouragement is you don't need to just jump on just – if you feel like you're failing at something, you might need to keep failing at it. Yeah. That's what's your best. It's like that for anything in life. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Any new hobby you want to pick up, any new skill you want to learn, you're going to suck and it's going to be awkward at first. Mm -hmm. Grind. Yep. What is it? Uh, I think it's a four-hour work week. He talks about just like yeah. when you – the goal is to become good enough at something that then you fire yourself. Yeah. You don't fire yourself when yeah. you're On not day one. Yeah. You're like, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> I'm fired. It's like – and I think – yeah. That would be my advice. I like, I like anytime I'm considering outsourcing something, it's because I'm really good at it and I need to yeah. either hire, you know, fire myself and then I hire someone mm -hmm. or fire myself that I outsource it. But like, I think when I know exactly what I want to see, right. that's a great time to start outsourcing yeah. because I can, I can go focus on other things. You know how to achieve it too. So you know how to pass it on. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. So, I think, hey, if you're listening to this, first of all, where can everybody find you? So our website is imagesalon.com. Once you get on there, you just open an account. You'll get an invite to schedule an onboarding call, and we'll go from there. Okay. Are you good? We're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my big question. The image Salon. Are you, we're pretty good. Are you good at <laughs> editing? Yeah. Um, you know what? We're only as good as our clients let us be. Like, if they don't know where to go and... They're confused. We're going to be confused too. Yeah. So sure. yeah. I mean, that, that's that's what I see. Yeah. Of being hard running a company like yours is just like people are like, "Well, make it more warm," and like, "Oh, make it more cool," and it's yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> that would drive me nuts. There's an element of letting go, you know, like the yeah. the clients who spend you know hours tweaking for 200 Kelvin, you know, here yeah. and there. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I'm yeah. a, I I totally respect being a perfectionist. Yeah. But it's unrealistic to expect that totally. of your editor to kind of, you know, th there's always going to be like a little 10% of subjectivity. Yeah. And yeah. if you want to spend a couple hours fine-tuning, by all means, go for it. Yeah. Uh, but just have like realistic expectations. Sure. Um, Daniel, do you like hockey at all? God, I love hockey. Yeah. <laughs> we're from Boston. So right. Oh, God, I hate, you guys. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> I love that you hate us, and I love to but hate But I love hockey. <laughs> Why so, would you hate the Canadians, how could, you, how could you not Because like you're hockey. always, like, diving and stuff. <laughs> so. You're always, like, cross-checking in the neck a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that sounds I, about right. I would I'll, say, I'll no, that. but <laughs> yes, no, true. That yeah. does happen. We're the big bad Bruins, yeah, you know? Yeah. I would it's say such a fun rivalry. Like there's nothing is. like a Montreal like Habs Bruins Saturday night yeah. hockey game. It's I, just I, so I think fun. in some ways it's the most underrated rivalry in sports because there's real hatred. Totally. Especially between like, the teams. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's on the team too. Like you just, I don't yeah. know how it happens. Yeah, yeah. They always end up doing something basically yeah. illegal. Yeah. Yeah. I I it's hard for me because like I like I like watching the Bruins and I'm like, yeah, like I'm a sports guy, so I like rivalry, but I'm like I don't think I could ever hate a Canadian ever in my life. Like I don't think <laughs> well, I ever actual, could. Like yeah. Canadian, Canadian yeah. never. You know what I love we're about like we're every nice. every time I think about Canada, I think about that movie Canadian Bacon. I don't think I've seen that. This is terrible movie. It's a John Candy movie, but there's a scene where they go to Canada and they have this oh, yeah. <laughs> they have this truck and and like That's somebody right. spray painted it. It's like Canada sucks. We right. hate Canada and all this stuff. The Mountie, who's paid by Dan Aykroyd, pulls him over and he's like. 
you know, I'm not going to try to do a Canadian accent out of respect. <laughs> but, but he's like, do you see something wrong with this? He's like, you're you're in Quebec. We have to translate this to the French That's too. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they just and he makes them spray That's paint all the insults in French well. and then they leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. I just saw that the other day for the first time. I think. Oh, I love that YouTube scene. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, hey man, thank you so much for being thank on. Thank you guys yeah. for having me. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, good man. Yeah, we hopefully we give you like a million more clients and you have to scale we'll your business, it. figure yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, um, be sure to subscribe, check us out. We got a, some more WPPI content. Um, we're going to be on the trade floor a little bit and doing some stuff like that. And um, we, hey, just check it out and because you don't want to miss this stuff because we've got some pretty cool stuff going on. Have an awesome day, guys.